welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. I'm Phoenix. This is Wayne. I'm Rodor. Oh, you guys all did bedroom voices. Oh, no, 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 no. Now we're going to get down low. Oh. Because we're going to try and do Fear the Boot bedtime stories. And we're going to try and do this as a bonus episode and not a negative episode. Now, where it ends up is in the hands of one man. (laughs) (laughs) One strapping, burly, enticing man with a French name. Our bro. Brodor. In through the Brodor. (laughs) And unfortunately, my dog is in the background shaking his collar and chewing a bone. But we are still going to try and keep this in bonus episode territory, aren't we, Brodor? We are. All right. Let's I have see faith if we in you, do Brodor. It. I don't. I have none. <laughs> literally zero. But I'm choosing to be optimistic. You are choosing self-delusion. <laughs> All right. So in my mind, I've got my eyes closed, and I'm going through the words that I can't say. It's a long list. It's a long list. It's basically your entire vocabulary. Do you need the whiteboard? No, but I have been using my own personal whiteboard at home for brainstorming. So I've got my easel set up in my game space. Okay. And I've got my whiteboard on it. And I just have my dry erase markers there. I have been doing gaming brainstorming. So if I'm on the phone with somebody or I'm trying to get somebody on the show to do an interview, checking my emails or what have you, and I just have an idea, I'm like, oh, Black Swan with Natalie Portman. What if the mythos King in Yellow was not an opera or a play, but what if it was a ballet done in the fashion of that? With night- hot lesbians? Yes, with the, in that nightmarish. All ballet should have hot lesbians. Horror. Ah, so, and then I write that down. So, whiteboard, absolutely super important tool for the bro mastering that I do. All that I'm taking away from that is Brodor's whiteboard, hot ballet lesbians. Well, it doesn't say just this, but it says the Yellow King ballet and then it started flowing and so hot ballet (laughs) lesbians you know i've never been into lesbian stuff girl on girl like i've always felt that not a negative yeah yeah yeah. we're we're trying to sound negative no 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 no. i'll i'm gonna be completely i don't buy adult in my language okay yeah that's problem (laughs) you're not adult in your language you're right never mind you're right because i want to say But this isn't a negative episode, so. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I. <laughs> I know we can't do porn on Sesame Street, so here's some porn to show you what we can't do. My my point is, is that the whiteboard, great asset. <laughs> okay, great. You, one of these days, we need to do a negative episode that is, what is the first porn you ever saw? No, no, all right, Wayne, uh, stop. Stop, stop. I, Not so, this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't hold on. All right, we don't need to inspire borders. So we're trying to keep this workable for general consumption. General Riding consumption? that that edge of what we can actually produce for the public. So, bedtime stories for anyone who doesn't know was a series of bonus episodes we did before negative episodes existed, where we tried to tell stories about our life that were comedic 
or interesting, but they were just random non sequitur. These typically aren't gaming related stories, just about the goofiness and the silliness of what we have lived through and the things that we have done. For example, if you know about Wayne's soap baby, you know that first of all, Wayne has been betrothed <laughs> at least once in his life. I heard this story for the first time tonight. It did not disappoint. Yeah. And Phoenix is completely on board with Phoenix. Where yeah, was Wayne, Wayne is wrong. Yeah, Wayne is wrong. Thank no. you. Everybody, everybody but Wayne says Wayne is wrong. Even the chick's parents say <laughs> Wayne is wrong. And Wayne is wrong. But that's the sort of thing we do on this. So who wants to go first? Brodor, Wayne... I'll go first. All right, go ahead, Wayne. So I bought a shirt on eBay the other day. Okay. And it brought back a lot of memories. So I'm in a Facebook group that is people that used to work at Six Flags. Okay. And one of them posted they saw a shirt for Boxman. We used to do... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Now. No, 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 no. Do not hold on. I already know where this is headed. Yes. Wayne, so what, Wayne, not Brodor. Yeah. What is Boxman? So we used to do, over the summer, we would do Olympics, where all the different departments would compete against each other in things like three-legged races and tug-of-war, things like that. Okay. Well, in retail, we had a mascot. We had the superhero, Boxman. And... <laughs> The last one of the years, I recreated this mascot for us. Okay. And when I say we had a mascot, we got a monosyllabic cube with a tongue that just hangs down that he drags behind him like a train on a fancy wedding dress. No. What he was was a giant box that was like the... We're talking a big enough box like a refrigerator box that we had holes cut in the side. Just an enormous box. Just cavernous. Just a gaping box. Just more space. Like a tortoise. With a cape on it. It had a big flowing red cape behind it. Yes. I'm here for the cape. It had a big M for merchandise on the front. Okay. And we would put somebody in this box, and they would oh, go people out were there. in the box when there <laughs> were a lot of people in the big box. They would go out and they would dance around while everyone was doing the the sport. So anyway, I found a shirt on eBay. Well, one of the guys found a shirt from one of the last years of this, but had the box man on there. So. Apparently, somebody found this thing in, like, a Goodwill or one of those in the area and bought it. This was a shirt that would have only existed for people in the retail department that worked at... So it was a custom shirt, and and it turned up in a Goodwill? Yes. And they turned it up on eBay. Yes. And so I immediately bought it. Because it just happened to be in my size. Maybe it was your old shirt. I never had this one. Because it was the year after I quit working there. But my legacy of Boxman lived. So I bought this shirt. I've got it. I got it home. And it got me remembering all of these stories of the fun I had there as a stupid teenager into the first couple of years of my 20s. Things like the incredible fun it is when the park is closed and you're driving the truck around the park. So you're driving a vehicle around oh, God, a theme no, I'm park. I'm so envious. I can't imagine. And then we get like somebody in the back of the truck with like a bow and arrow with a suction cup 
And yes. we drive by where people were unboxing things, and they'd fire the bow and arrow out. I love was that. the box man unboxing, or like what was? <laughs> I'm confused <laughs> on the box status. <laughs> we, we've shifted gears. Different yes. story. Box the man, box was folded and put away. Box man uh, has see. been retired for this season. <laughs> yes, uh, we would do things like there was a store that had no windows, so we went there and we got those light up swords. That are kind of like lightsabers, but they're the cheaper versions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we would shut off all the lights and just turn those on and in the dark do lightsaber fights throughout the store. Wow. We would drive around with like the truck and we'd find where they were washing the street and pull the truck through where the water is pouring in the back and the people in the back have no way to get away from it <laughs> until they're just drenched. <laughs> the truck had a, like an O one on the side, like the General Lee, and it was like had a hole in the floorboard so you could see the ground under it. This truck was falling apart, and everybody loved it. They bought a new truck, and no one wanted to drive it because we didn't want to be the person to put a dent in that truck. (laughs) I remember one time we were doing a haunted house. Alice Cooper came out and was part of this haunted house. It was Alice Cooper's Brutal Planet. That's pretty badass. I like Alice Cooper. So we're out there putting this together. This is before he came out. And there's this room that was the latex room. And they have all of this latex painted whoa, red. Whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. Look hold, co- on, hold on, hold no. on. No. <laughs> I know, I need to. No. Please, please, please. Keep I it just in. need to understand inside. that the box man <laughs> and the involved. latex room. Not connected. Were, <laughs> no, Not connected. no, they were connected. There <laughs> yeah. was a lot of connecting <laughs> latex and the box man. So this room was filled with latex strips on the wall to look like skin and organs and they're painted red and all this. And the room's room's covered and except for a spot that's cleared out where they have a suit where someone's going to be wearing this that they can stand up in that spot and not be seen. So, so we they get, like camouflage into the gore yes, of the wall. Exactly. That's brilliant. So that's we get up terrifying. there and the fire inspector has been through and said, nope. You have to pull every bit down, and you have to dunk it in this chemical to make it fire retardant. But can't we just spray the... No, you have to pull every bit off the wall. I was up there for a day with a middle-aged man and an elderly woman ripping latex off of the wall. And we didn't have, like, tools for this. So we're up there, and you grab it, and you pull, and then it snaps, and then your arms are, like bruised oh with it God. we have like it's like breaking like, rubber bands yeah we spent a day ripping latex off the wall so they could soak it and put it right back up where we pulled it off of oh that's awful yes yeah. that was one of my worst days working there did it get hot though did it like sexy no no like there was no middle-aged man old lady wayne no sort of oil latex fire retardant chemical no, no there was a lot of cussing no and no one minded that we were cussing because it hurt yeah no that was one of the not fun things it kind of balances out all the fun of driving the truck around and driving the truck through the park when there's snow on the ground and you're sliding oh did Dude, you get to do donuts in the park in the oh truck? yeah yeah it's, it's so much the, the delight though right the mischief of being a teenager and having this this sense of responsibility and being reckless. Oh my yeah. God, I love, I just so envious of that experience. I wish I could have worked at an amusement park to have no, I, Well, there are a lot of similar stories coming out of the military and people are all shocked 
that like, oh my gosh, we have these multi-million dollar or even billion dollar tanks and fighter jets that are getting misused in this way or that way. It's like, what, you have a bunch of 18 to 22-year-olds in a high-stress environment, access to military hardware. What do you think is going to happen? We had a radio code for playing Uno. There was one (laughs) spot where we would go in the park that was air-conditioned because I got a point where I was in leadership, so I didn't have to be stuck on a register. And you just hit the radio code, and we knew what it meant. And we would just go to that spot, and we'd play Uno for a couple hours, and then go let our people go to break after that. Man, my jobs as a teenager were so boring in comparison. Well, you have to work your way up to that. You start off working a register in the heat and being miserable, but having to be cordial to all the people coming in. I just worked in an optometrist's office with a really hot doctor who was unfortunately married. You say unfortunately married. Was he not happy in his marriage? No, he was. I just had a really That's big crush on him. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, I was like 16, but yeah. he was he was Dr. Green, man. He was hot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, we just did so wait, crazy things. So how many years did you work at Six Flags? I know you were there a while. 16 until 21, 22. Oh, wow. So, okay, let's say five years. Yeah. So, because the, the last year I was there, I went back and worked just concerts. So, I went in for... You help them out before yeah. the park opened, doing setup and things. Man, those and then concerts I would... Six Flies are a real mixed bag because, like, some of them are really good acts. They're just falling out of favor, like Alice Cooper at the time. Whereas some of them are like these really awful. They're small for a reason. Well, I remember I didn't work it that year, but I was there when Britney Spears came out, and I. Uh, I remember these teen boys coming in the store and they're wearing Metallica shirts. I'm like, tell me you're not here for Britney Spears. Like, yeah, we are. It's like, why? You're wearing Metallica shirts. Because she's hot. And then I remember walking out of the park and I hear her performing. And her performance is not auto-tuned. And she wasn't lip singing. And it was horrid. Yeah. Well, this has to before she hit it really big when she stole yeah. her way up. I tell you, though, man, speaking of such things. So, you know, Anna Kornikova got a whole lot of people watching women's tennis. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, why? Is she that? Is she really good? No, Yeah, yeah. She's great. She's <laughs> okay. great. And then Maria Sharapova actually matched looks and skill together and kind of, you know, kept that there. Do you have women's golf? I don't know if you've watched women's golf lately. No, I don't I watch don't any golf. I don't hate myself. Why would I watch golf? Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> The same reason you watch women's tennis. That's all I'm going to say. Work it out from there. Watch just like 20 minutes of women's golf and you'll understand why you're watching women's golf. It's that riveting? Is it like, are they really? Yes, yes. It's a really great sport. Because I have to tell you, Dan, I don't understand what you're getting at and I need you to (laughs) hold my hand. No, no. It's a a really great sport. You would not believe the sportsmanship, the skill. It's the same reason that I joined and that I joined TikTok. Right, right. Yes, yes. exactly. Dude, exactly. Which, by the way, how in the name of Pete did TikTok know that I was a straight man? They know. How? How did they know? The algorithm Be- knows the, all. It does. It does know all. Because these videos popped up and I'm like, all. I would never seek this out 
Broder, it was made by China. They know everything about you but already. Th- but th- You're on China's radar. But yeah. I can't. But then I can't stop watching it. I'm like, well, where did this beautiful young person come from? Yo, you did a video criticizing she, China. You're on their radar. Why is she, why is she dressed this way? And why is this shaking happening? And why can I not stop watching? Yeah. So, okay. As of right now, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least as of me saying this, I don't know if it would be true when this episode drops. There is a website you can go to to see if the Great Firewalls blocked you or not. Fear the Boot, as of me saying this, is available in China. Now, I don't know how long that will remain true, but at least as Stop of talking this smack second, about China. I hate the CCP. But okay, that, now we're out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Up until that, I didn't mean to use the F bomb. I really have been trying not to use profanity in this bedtime stories episode. But no, we are available in china presently i don't know how long that will remain true and with the ever-changing political landscape Mm. we may be banned for reasons that have nothing to do with our own content but you know i'm reminded also of another uh a fun charity event i did while i worked at six flags yes bring it so the event is called a plane pull oh what plane pull Plane, like plane like like an airplane airplane yes i'm doing airplane motions get together and people bet on whether you're going to be able to pull it or not. And it's like, where the hell are you putting? There's no oh, landing like you're strip like in towing a plane. Like what? Okay, so you went to the Chesterfield Airport. Yeah, this so was to... not, this was a Six Flags field at a. Oh, okay, so that's this. what Spirit of St. Louis yeah. Airport. Or yeah, so we're out yeah. there on the field, and we have. This oh, I was plane. gonna say because there's no there's no airport in Six Flags. In yeah, Eureka. no, no, no. This was okay. out. This was out in Chesterfield. Okay. So we're out there. The planes there. We're all retail guys we're not the big security guys we're not the big buff guys and we are pulling and pulling and this thing isn't budging and so finally because you also want to get as light of a team as possible to pull it for awards and things so finally we're not budging this thing and a bunch of firefighters jump on and help us pull it and it finally starts moving and we're pretty sure somebody like in the plane just tapped on the gas or something (laughs) but once you get it moving like, that's the hard part. Getting it moving, the thing would not budge. Once it started rolling, it had a little momentum. Mm-hmm. And we, we could pull it once it was rolling. But getting it to move from a stop, that was probably yeah, the I coolest can't... charity event I've ever done. I can't remember what it's called in like, physics, but there's this concept of a break point in friction. Where objects once you... at rest tend to stay at rest. Yeah, yeah. but there, there's a more detailed explanation so for like, that. But if you break, it's like threshold of friction then it moves and stays moving and yeah. it's easier so are we talking about like you have like a rope yes. attached to the they tie the rope to the nose of the plane and you are pulling on so wait, on a rope tied to it so like yes. a strongman competition when they pull a bus instead but instead of pulling a bus it's You're, a team of people yep. pulling an aircraft yeah I, it was incredibly cool my mind is blown i got a t-shirt from it that year that's pretty awesome Yeah. see i never did anything cool like that same. I, so, I mean, my life was violence, right? Like, my parents were violence, particularly my mother. My school was violence. I, I grew up and went to Catholic school back when it was okay to hit kids. And so, in detention, inevitably, we would just want to engage in violence. So, my buddy Avery and my buddy Shane, who Shane I'm still friends with today, or I'm friends with today on Facebook, uh, Avery, I couldn't tell you what happened. Avery's the first person where I saw amateur pornography. I remember seeing Polaroids of his dad's wiener. 
But <laughs> we would get detention because we were savages, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were just we were just absolute monsters. And we were supposed to tear computer paper. And for those of you that are young, you won't remember the dot matrix printer. Yeah. But yeah. in some old when movies, computer paper was yeah. one long sheet yeah. that had yeah. perfected tear and, points. And I had, had one to, in my office. You had legs. Yeah. You had the tear points, but then also if you were an anal retentive like many of us, you would also want to perforate the tracks off yes. of the yeah. side. Yeah. The little the little holes, right? Where so sort of like a tank tread where the little gears would go in and move the paper yes. up. Yeah. So our responsibilities on detention were to tear the paper and clean it up and get it organized. But instead what we would do is we would take BIC pens, and it's important because the BIC has the right consistency, the right gauge, but also thickness of wall to make a proper blowgun. So you would clear out the front and the back end of the the BIC pens. You have your little tube. Then what we would do is we would take the scissors in the area that we were working, and we would snip the ends off of our shoelaces. Then you would take a straight pin, you shove it through the end so it goes through that hard plastic cylinder to give it some stability. And then you fray very, very heavily the end of the shoelace. So you make a little blowgun dart and then we just shoot each other. Right. So and instead of tearing copy paper, we would be hiding around me literally trying to shoot each other in the face with these little <laughs> blowgun needles. It was amazing. So what was the needle made out of? No, we a, took a needle. A straight pin. Oh, a so, needle. Yeah, okay. yeah. so if you we would take a straight pin, right? So you take this portion of your shoe right here, you cut it maybe a half inch down or three quarters of an inch down. Then you fray it a little bit. You run the needle all the way through that cylinder, right? So it's got a nice hard body. And you've got needle that sticks out here. And then this acts as a flight, like a fletching on a on, on an arrow. And we would mm-hmm. we would shoot, we would try to shoot each other. And and sometimes they would just suck. But dude, once in a while, oh man, you'd just once sticking out of your buddy's arm. Oh, delightful. <laughs> Kids, don't try this at home. <laughs> Yeah, we're not suggesting any of this. Oh, delightful. But the other thing that we would do, this is before Boffer, right? This is before people got all, I don't know, safety cowardly and afraid of pain. And they made stuff with foam. We would just find sticks, right? Like this stick is a good curved scimitar stick, right? Like you would just go through the woods and when you couldn't find porn, you would give up and you would just look for good sticks to make swords. So then you'd take them home and you would just drive two nails into it, right? Just to make a hand guard. That's it. Just two nails, right? And I'm not lying. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. So then we would just slather them in duct tape Right in either you're not gaffers tape, but like hockey tape for the handle or masking tape. And we would hit each other with sticks wrapped in duct tape <laughs> with nails for the handguards. Oh, he's so good. Right. And it wasn't boffer for points. We would fight until somebody was like, I'm in too much pain. I cannot do this any longer because I hurt. So we never use anything like that. I mean, in the basement wrestling, we hit each other with cookie sheets and chairs cookie and a stop sheets. sign. 
Wait, cookie sheet. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, like what you put in an oven. Yeah, I know baking. what a cookie sheet is. Why are you? What? I, we would. Did you ever get anything really comedic, like somebody's face imprinted in a cookie sheet? <laughs> no. Generally, what you do is you hit people with it, and then it bends and slightly breaks until they're bleeding because it's actually cutting them. Yeah, yeah and no. then oh you quit. God. Then you quit using it. Yeah, as I know what a cooking sheet or, or a cookie sheet yeah. is. I know what that is, but. Y- Y'all had such a different childhood for me. Oh, well, now you're going to tell me that you never took tennis balls, doused them in gasoline, lit them on fire, and then just oh kicked god. them down the street. You never did that. No. Oh my god, that you was never one of wrote, our favorites. You never wrote words in Everclear okay. and lit it. Uh, I grew up Mormon. There was no Everclear. Yeah, you, you wrote, wrote words in Everclear and then light it, and then it's flaming no. word. I was I such a, a goody two as a kid, but I never used most of them. I got it in my head at some point in like my early teens. I started making like wooden stakes, right? Carving and like you like you're going to kill a vampire. Yeah. So I had a collection of those. But didn't you also be a vampire? This kind of didn't you have like the yeah? This seems counterintuitive. Yeah, I had the things. Like you were both the vampire and the vampire killer. You were like Angel was a vampire killer and he was a vampire. That is true. God damn it. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to use the GD thing. Five. Well, I don't have to bleep that. Or... Yeah, I'm an angel. <laughs> no, I made a lot of them, but I never used any of the weapons. I mean, I I would practice with the weight. What you put on a barbell, right? Just the bar itself. Yeah, yeah. I would use it like a staff. On the, a... the flaming tennis ball thing. That. All right, I cannot believe I'm even going to reference this because I shouldn't know this, but. Wasn't there like an episode of Friends where they had something called like hot potato or something or flame ball? I don't know what they called it, but it was that sport where they would soak tennis balls. So I, have no so I never saw Friends. You know, I, I My friend don't Becky know why I know this one friends. episode. Because I didn't watch Friends. I watched the entire series once because my friend I'm very who sorry was to hear my that. roommate in freshman year of college. But there was obsessed. one episode where apparently two of them were knocking flaming tennis balls back and forth between each oh, other. I, and they had like burned out oven mitts or something from playing this. Oh. And I thought that's what they were playing was I they would like soak tennis like balls and accurate. Yeah. gasoline like and then that. set them on fire. And so this was a mainstream television show. So we're not giving anyone brand new ideas here. It's probably part of why I was never allowed to watch friends till I was. Do you have any really good childhood stupid injury stories? Because one of mine, we were setting up aluminum cans along the street and riding our bikes over them. And I was doing that. And one of the cans wraps itself up around my wheel. I lose control. It turns. Now, you know, it clamps the wheel and then hits the fork. Yep. So so the, the handlebar turns. Now, mind you, this bike is a used bike. <laughs> so the bikes have... Like, you just start a little kid practically pooping himself. <laughs> so this this bike was a used bike. So the handle... The handle's the end of it. The end of rubber point wasn't there. It was metal. Oh, so this oh. turns, and I get a metal ring in my stomach. Oh. Like a bleeding metal ring where it cuts oh, a ow. circle into my stomach. Oh. Because I'm riding uh, over uh, aluminum cans. <laughs> I'm on my buddy Pat Rogie's bike, right? And I'm, oh, gosh, it was, I don't know, summer before my freshman year of high school, maybe. 
and he's got those pegs on the back of the so you yeah. can mm-hmm. do tricks and stuff, right? So I've got my feet on the back pegs. I'm leaning forward, and I don't remember what happened. Like if I did a Polish wheelie, or if I hit something, and I I go ass over tea kettle, right? Just my feet go flying, and my face hits the ground and scrapes just several feet Ooh. of face sandpapered on gravel this mm-hmm. tooth right here is actually partially fake because i actually i had to have a uh, a fake tooth put in over here because of so Ouch. much grinding it actually Ooh. ripped part of my tooth off it's brutal Yikes. so we were out in the woods riding the bike and uh, a buddy of mine he we're jumping things and oh, so yeah. he jumps the hill and he he lands and his back tire lands right in a hole the front part of the bike <laughs> disconnects from it so like it, the oh bike falls God. into two pieces <laughs> so the worst part of it was besides the fact that it hurt and all of that was he had to walk back home with two with parts two of the bike of carrying the bike, the bike. Oh, oh, oh no so i'm a little kid we live in this house in salem missouri off this uh split gravel driveway road thing right my father actually had designed the blueprints to the house and had it built And we're in my dad's Jeep and I'm just a little kid. And what's weird is, is that I didn't fasten my seatbelt. I just didn't remember to do it. Now, as the child, you know, maybe five or six years old, I can't believe I was so irresponsible as to forget to put my seatbelt on. But my father was forced to hit the brakes. I go flying into the windshield and crack the windshield, split my head. There's blood on the windshield. There's blood on my forehead. And my father is infuriated that I broke his windshield. It was ridiculous. Just a ridiculous. Oh, wow. yeah, the audacity of me to break his windshield in that situation. So it was ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. I have very few memories of my brother growing up. My closest relative was my sister who was 10 years older than me. My brother is older than that. So obviously mm-hmm. they oh my moved God, out. You're practically an only child. Very much so. So I do remember two car related incidents though. One of them, I am apparently asleep in the back seat. I remember waking up and wondering, why am I in the floorboard and why does it hurt? Oh, oh, that, oh, no. So the money from that was how I got my first computer, was being a passenger in that car wreck. Oh, wow. How I got my first car was from being a passenger in a car wreck with my dad. I was a passenger in a lot of car wrecks. Yikes. So the other time, and though. Was this like a family business? Or? <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. Irresponsible driving was how the family made its money. Actually, my best friend at the time got his first car because he was in a wreck with me. <laughs> and got the money from that. So he sued your Thank you for not driving us to dinner. Yeah, so suing each other's insurance was basically your family's industry. Well, and the wrecks are never our fault. There's always someone else. I've got all kinds of wreck stories. But anyway, the second thing I remember from my brother with that was we were going out to the grocery store. I was a big fan of Dukes of Hazard. And like at this point, I'm young enough. I try to crawl in through the window of the car, mm-hmm. but I'm not coordinated and I'm fat and I'm a little kid. And but I would try to do things like that. And so Were you heavy as a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. I started gaining weight around age five or so. There was some trauma in there related to that. Sure. But whatever. So anyway, we lived two miles outside of the city limits up on a hill. The bottom of the hill is a giant field. Well, my brother as he's driving us to the store, we're in, I think we were even borrowing my mom's car to go to the store. 
he hits the bottom of the field, cuts left, and we go you know, right through the field. Because, you know, like Duke Hazard, right. we're, mm-hmm. we're having fun. Get to the store, go into the store, come out, all the tires are flat. <laughs> he had done this enough that the guy at the bottom of the hill put out wooden two by fours with nails on it oh. and we drove over I, there. As, a, as a angry and curmudgeonly and inclined to violence old person i adore that story i love the boards yeah. with nails in them i love the fact that he <laughs> ruined your tires for well, you know, get off the lawn. <laughs> it's not like an out of control field either that he was driving through he would have that feel bailed into hay that he then sold so this was like equivalent of a farm field that we yeah. would drive yeah through. yeah so you really had that come out of that's legal or not yeah i have no idea but i mean uh, if it was on his property it was on his property we were driving through his property yeah so the closest i've got to anything like that was at my junior high there was a book i don't remember the name of the book it was a fiction book some kind of young adult fiction mein kampf Yes, that's exactly what it was. Absolutely young adult fiction. Yes. Yes. That explained in detail how to make a waterproof bomb. So what would happen is... So this is not like my first anarchist cookbook? This is, dude, no, it was like some story about this kind of troubled kid growing up. And at one point, he does a toilet bombing. And it explains in detail how he built the toilet bomb. And I still remember a chunk of the recipe, and I'm not going to recite it. But you could make, if you follow the instructions in this, a bomb that you could light the fuse on, flush it down a toilet, and it would stay lit, go down the fuse, and then detonate somewhere in the pipes. And you'd get like this... I don't know, synchronized swimming, like fountain of water coming up out of the toilets because it would blow up inside the plumbing. And so every Uh, year... I'm going to need you to track this down for me, Dan. Every year, someone would do this and they would always bust the person that did it by going to the library and looking out who had last (laughs) checked out this book. And so they would find out that, oh my gosh, this kid had most recently checked out this book. And then go and confront him, and sure enough, he'd confess or whatever. And yeah, that was how it always got made. I mean, why would you check the book out? Why not just take your notebook and copy it down while the book is still in the library? So you well, see, that's caught. if you were smart. But let's be honest. Most people with a deviant mind are not all that intelligent. Yeah, no, I'm glad they didn't know it was in the book when they checked it out. Yeah, exactly. I think they checked it out, mm-hmm. read the book, and were inspired by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Wayne's correct. That's, that's, that's basically fair. more what it was. They'd get inspired by the yeah. book, then they'd go build the bomb. Because you got to remember, Phoenix, we didn't have the internet back then. Yeah. Yes, I know. You're very old. <laughs> <laughs> and so they'd blow up the plumbing, and it'd just be blowing toilet water out all the bathrooms. And it was freaking hilarious, but whoever did it stuff up always got in trouble. Oh my gosh, I've never blown anything up. What? Fourth of July, every year, I would go to like whatever the 99 cent store Dollar Tree equivalent was at the time, and I would stock up on things. When I got my first IT job, I stocked up on the dead hardware. And then I would bring it home, go out, get the fireworks. Wasn't going to be a big enough one because they have regulations and they don't sell them like when we were younger. So I would start combining them. I would take, like, the signal flares that are... What are those made out of? 
Magnesium and white phosphorus. I would take yeah. the magnesium out of that to combine in with other things. Oh, yeah. And I would make my own and oh then fill gosh. them up. So it would be things like... I temporarily blinded myself with magnesium. I can believe that. I feel like you probably had it coming. Well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I stole some magnesium from a chemistry lab at high school, and I lit it on fire, and it burns so brightly, mm-hmm. it will temporarily blind you. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, that's what happened. It temporarily blinded so me. So stuffed animals... That I would buy computer Tell mouse. Tell me that you did not put exploding things in stuffed animals. Oh, I definitely put exploding things you. in stuffed animals and watched it burn afterwards. You, you never just you. You never mutilated like your GI Joes. Or I didn't anything. have GI Joes. So did okay. you ever have a burial for your toys? No. Like a pyre. You never just lit it on what fire. What is wrong with you people? All right, so GI Joes. GI Joes have three oh key God. things that made them a wonderful I'm so unique horrified. toy. One. One. The GI Joe was easily disassembled. If you got a mm-hmm. small screwdriver, which was yep. not difficult to come by, yeah, and you the could, eyeglasses repair kit. You could disassemble your GI Joes, and you could mix and match, right? And you could do some wild Frankenstein stuff. Yep. Two. The G.I. Joes had a hook between their torso, right, in their in their abdomen mm-hmm. here, and their pelvis. There was a yep. hook and a little rubber band so you could stretch yep. them, which means... If the toy broke, it was always the rubber band that broke. You could take firecrackers and you could force them, right? Take an individual firecracker or more, depending on how brazen you wanted to get. You could stretch them, that little rubber band, and you could just shove... Uh, firecrackers between pelvis and torso to blow up your G.I. Joes. But the best part about G.I. Joes is what on a human being anatomically would be called the perineum, there was an actual gap between the legs, right? So there was some sort of Uh canal uh or opening. So like, if you had characters like Lady J, for example, that came with a javelin. You could then take Storm Shadow and take Lady J's javelin and shove it into Storm Shadow's <laughs> perineum. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this story wow. is going to be much more wholesome than that one. Let's hope so. <laughs> I remember one time. I swear to God, like I feel like I'm coming across as like super stodgy, and I need people to understand that that is not me. That is yeah. just how I grew up. <laughs> yeah. So I remember one time growing up, I had all of these cardboard boxes, and so made a cardboard box city out in the front yard. Where I'm walking through like I'm Godzilla in these giant, these were all the buildings Mm -hmm. until it started pouring down rain and it all kind of washed away. Did you poop on it? Did you like, did you just go, did you just go over the the Chrysler building and just spread cheeks and just drop a big old brick right on top of the Chrysler building? Bonus episode. I didn't use any potty language. I mean, it was all potty language. It was all potty I language. So I didn't use yeah. anything. Yeah. That, that was a hell of a non sequitur, though. At least no. I know what you're thinking about when you watch Godzilla films. Yeah, no, I never did anything like that. My issue was I liked fire too much. So I would light things on fire and occasionally have to rush from my bedroom into the bathroom to get it into the sink. Well... I had Wait, a, you did this in the house? Yes. You didn't follow rule one. Does this man look like a coward to you? Is stupid. there anything cowardly about this man? Of course he did it okay. inside the house. We're okay. talking We're talking not even a teenager yet. 
Yeah, I still did it in the street or in the backyard so, or something. I didn't do it in the I mean, house. We always set my friend's house on fire once. Yeah, so, well, my neighbor's house did get burnt down by their kids. But anyway, so I have a uh, a cup that I I burn, and when you burn styrofoam, it kind of shrinks and right. yeah, yeah, no. I toss this in the toilet because it's on fire, and I like flush it down. So... The toilet starts backing up. I hope you don't have a septic mm-hmm. tank, because if you do, this is about to get real interesting. Oh, we did. It didn't make it all the way to the septic tank, Okay, because that would detonate. <laughs> no, it got stuck. It, it went out, but it was thick. When they finally got a plumber out and pulled it out, the plumber had no idea what this was, because it had been disintegrated into this tiny thing, and they're they're like, maybe something somehow got in the pipes and the drain cleaner melted it or something. I never told my parents it was me, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. No, those were the fun fire things. It wasn't like when I would light up a ring until it glowed red and then push it on my arm and burn. Yikes. Burn my arm. Okay, so we would would burn things. Like, the edgiest my friends and I ever got, the edgiest, (laughs) was that, like, we'd go to somebody's house for, like, a sleepover or whatever, and we would... Take whatever candles were lit. We would start putting she burned a candle. I know. <laughs> oh, no, we would start putting food in it, right, to see what would burn. And so we're at my friend Katie's house down in the basement. Lemon peels. And her mom had put out like these really nice candles that were in these little like foil dishes. They were super cute. And we had those like the combo packs of chips that had like the rye chips in them mm-hmm. and like the curly things. And so we were trying to see which pieces burned better. Eventually, got tired of it went off doing whatever we were doing it turned back around to see that the entire wax of the candle had caught fire and was burning the table and had to scream for her parents to come down and oh my god you get in trouble her mom was really disappointed and was definitely mad we didn't get super busted she didn't tell my parents which i, I was very glad for Wait, nobody got a fat lip or <laughs> no or pistol whip for half an hour no. oh my god no. see that's crazy no nah. so wait her parents were when something show. like that happens and no, somebody just... doesn't get hit in the face no like i'm confused we, like, we yelled that both parents came down the candle went into the little sink that was by the bar and we were not allowed to light candles anymore in the so house. wait i want to hear how did your <laughs> friends or your neighbors or whatever burn the house down so their kids were outside playing with fire on the side of the house. And this is secondhand because I wasn't there when this happened. Okay. But they were outside playing and they thought they had the fire out and they didn't. And it spread and then the house burnt down. Oh, Jesus. And Do you know I, how they started the fire? I don't. I hadn't moved out, but I was working, so I wasn't at the house much. Mm-hmm. And I remember... I was driving by the highway and I look up on because we lived on this hill on the side of the highway. Yeah. And there are fire trucks up there. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, there are four houses on the top of that hill. Mm -hmm. One of them's mine. Yeah. So I had no idea. I mean, did you live down there? You were fairly close to where I grew up. Do you remember when that house blew up? Oh, yeah. I drove over there. Yeah. That was in my neighborhood. I was actually at my parents' house at the time. And the shook our pictures. The windshield, the, the w- windows shook. Oh yeah! I was like, "Wow, what was that?" So I got in the car, went over, started driving and looking for it. Mm-hmm. And I found it. I got there before the police did, nice. and you—they didn't have the gas turned off yet. So where this house blew up, 
the people were on vacation. There was nobody in the house at the time. Yeah. I found all the details later. And a pilot light had gone out. The entire house had basically filled up with gas. And something sparked it. The house blew up. But the gas line is still there. So there's a flame pillar coming mm-hmm. out of it where I see it. And you have parts of the houses on the roof across yeah. the street. Their bathtub went through somebody's door. wall. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I see my neighbor's house when it burnt down. I After that was done, I went over there. I went through the burnt house and it was so cool seeing like... Like the bones of the house. Yeah. It's like it's horrible because this was somebody's house. Yeah. But it was... Yeah, and if it's a gas leak, that's not as... Well, that wasn't the explosion. There's no schadenfreude there like there would be if it was a meth lab or somebody making bombs or something. The neighbor's house was just the kids playing and burnt it down. Yeah, But yeah, going through that one was... Because there was still like the frame of the basement Mm -hmm. was there and going kind of rooms and poking at things and everything smelled like fire and bringing a blanket over and having sex in the basement. What? Wait, what? (laughs) What? What? Dude, you just put that the in lead. there. What so the you hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. the lead. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're you're young. You've got your blanket. There is this still, warm, smoky, smoldery husk of a of of, of a, a house's shell. You climb down to the basement. You and what was her name? <laughs> Yeah, who is your soap baby wife? So, no, I'm not sharing the whole story. <laughs> but needless to say, we didn't have an apartment of our own. Still, Both still lived at home. We didn't have anywhere to really go. And here is a burnt down house. We need Why to make not? up a name now, for her. I love this story. I had sex in my father's sailboat in the yard, dry docked on the side of the house. <laughs> I had sex on my girlfriend's brother's waterbed on my girlfriend's trampoline in parks and so yeah. the idea yeah. of having sex in a burnt down high i yeah. i love no, it. i love that idea yeah. i made out in a cemetery mm-hmm. and almost knocked over a tombstone i mean don't knock over tombstones wow. but that Conquering seems appropriately somebody else's goth. suffering yeah yeah your house it's very down. disrespectful yeah. to just leave a ropey spider web on somebody's <laughs> oh. headstone not oh, okay yeah. yeah no i said make out i didn't say i had sex huh. in the cemetery huh all right well once again do not try anything you heard in this episode we are relating stories for the purpose of comedy. We are not suggesting a course of action, blah, 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 blah. Don't break laws. We all if, know we were stupid. If you're taking advice they were from stupid. us, you're a moron. <laughs> well, and I, I feel like I'm the sane one here. I can tell you that Bic pens are not made to the, the degree. It's just like anything else. It's Quality's just like, gone downhill. It's just like Big Macs and various french fries and all other things they don't make them like they used to i can tell you that the bic pen and the shoelaces of today will not hold up to there'll be a disappointment like everything else yeah Yeah, i don't know how we did it but we used to have this way of taking like the push pens you know the ones like you click to make them come out and then click them to bring them back in and we had some way where if you took them apart and rearrange the mechanisms, you could turn it into a gun. And a projectile. No, for sure. And and I do not, Mm -hmm. for the life of me, remember how we did it. But we had it down to the science where if you just move the spring here and the latch here and this there and this there, 
that it would turn and if you could press a button it would shoot the ink cartridge out of the pen across the room I'm yeah, astounded. I remember doing and for I'm the life of me at how much of your like childhoods were spent just coming up with random weapons to hurt each I, other with it's like that what? book i'm reading if you are male you grow up and it is difficult to decide whether you love something or you want to kill it yeah i hear you i just i've never seen it demonstrated quite so vividly i saw, as my, in first, these I saw my first vagina in kindergarten my first live vagina my first in-person vagina I'm not sure we're legally even allowed to tell this story, so <laughs> yeah, let's, we're just going to go ahead and tune out. She's a great teacher. It's all <laughs> okay. Now we know how Brodor got through kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was I was assuming this was a you show me mine, I'll show you, sh- you show me yours, I'll show you mine story. And apparently, this is not. This is a sex crime. Yeah, no, the worst thing we had in kindergarten was one of the moms paid the Santa in, like, beer, and he drank it all before he showed up. <laughs> That's amazing! That's not worse. Yeah. That's yeah, no, awesome. We had, yeah. we had a drunken Santa for the Christmas party. That is awesome. I mean, my youngest explained how sex works to one of her classmates in preschool. Huh. Okay. Somebody was pregnant. Somebody else said that, oh, where do babies come from? My youngest will call her. Will call her bear is informed because I believe in talking to my children like they're humans. Bear said that she knew. The teacher said, "Oh no, you don't. Mm, you don't challenge this child on anything <laughs> ever." She knew better. She still challenged yeah. my child. So my child, of course, proceeds to explain using medical terminology <laughs> how. A person gets pregnant. Yeah, sometimes on a hot load sticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I got a call from the center director explaining that Bear was not in trouble. She actually explained it properly using correct medical terminology that the teacher should have known better than to challenge her in front of classmates, but that she had to let me know because they also had to let the boy's parents know in case he was not aware and came home with new words and explanations of things. I love that. Yeah. As for rest of you, I'm sorry you tuned in. <laughs> Have a great week and great games, or we will catch you next time. Who's going to say see ya now? See ya. <laughs> <laughs>